Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today. Um, the last one week has seen the outreach cast come alive in a lot of people's lives. I've got a lot of feedback which has been positive. Um, everyone um, in their mindset um, never really associated um, cognitive biases or biases in our decision making with these feelings of you know missing out so if you guys have missed out the last podcast please do hear it um, it was on um, FOMO and um, uh, the other thing that happened in the last one week is that uh, a lot of y'all have come back with certain recommendations and I promise you that in the next couple of podcasts what you'll see is that um, some of your recommendations coming alive um, as part of the themes of um, these episodes. So keep sending in your feedback. Please do share your recommendations. I look forward to hearing from all of you. And uh, today's podcast is on one of these recommendations given by one of y'all. When I look back on uh, some of my behaviors, some of my reactions to the everyday lives, uh, there are a few instances which I feel that, you know, um, I feel really really bad about and guilty about um, when I when I think about it on hindsight maybe a lot of y'all also feel the same way um, where we are sharing and putting forward some of our ideas and being very inflexible about it like just be like this is how it should be and you know this is how I think things should work out and we necessarily what happens is that we don't hear the other person out and um, it just goes complete opposite to being collaborative in, in that entire project. Um, and so I just thought about, you know, uh, why am I being so inflexible about uh, this particular idea? Maybe I should hear the other person out a lot more. What is it that I'm feeling that I deserve this kind of, you know, attention and um, things like that. And that's where I thought that uh, maybe I'm getting into this entitlement trap. Um, what is entitlement? Um, it's, it's just about uh, feeling that you deserve a lot more um, than maybe you do, uh, which also uh, leads to a point where the other people around you find it very uh, difficult to deal with. While I was researching about entitled behavior, I found myself watching one of these episodes of the Mindy Project where the protagonist mentions this in passing. She says that the only way to find confidence at workplace is to feel entitled. She says this and I would have muted or moved along um, before she actually also adds that we better make sure that we deserve the entitlement. So we all tend to think and focus a lot more on the first bit of it is that, you know, if you want to feel confident, we need to feel that, you know, we deserve the rewards that we generally get. Um, but we all need to also understand is that we need to keep working hard to deserve these kind of entitlements. With this entire um, episode scenario, I just thought, you know, how about just doing a reality check? And I spoke to some of my friends, I spoke to some of my colleagues, and I just talked to them about, you know, uh, feeling entitled and, you know, why do we do that and what could be the good that one can get out of it. Um, some people highlighted few good stuff they said that you know it just makes you feel confident um, to question authority um, in case you know we feel that uh, the authority um, is not doing the right thing or not doing the things that you would expect them to do 
the uh, second thing that people highlighted was that it forces you to expect fair treatment it basically forces the other person also to treat you fairly and so you have that kind of a uh, behavior or that response towards them the third thing that people highlighted was that it helps um, gain a kind of a respect for yourself because people know that you know you stand up for certain things certain values certain ideas and it also ensures that we do rewarding work work that gets gives us some kind of rewards at the end of it um, but then I asked them this question about um, do entitled people celebrate the team's achievements as a whole or they are more focused on um, just celebrating their individual achievements? This actually um, made me think that why would someone want to feel uh, entitled and it uh, got me to this research done at University of Cornell uh, by an associate professor Emily Zytak um, where she defines entitled behavior as this pervasive sense of deservingness. When I read through further into the research, um, what it really shows is that um, any person who interacts with a highly entitled person, um, they are risking their own well-being because um, a highly entitled person um, would never apologize for their mistakes and uh, try and follow instructions in the second go. It's going to be very difficult to make them think and empathize from the other person's point of view. Um, there would be a lot of signs of self-pity and attention-seeking where they fail to see the hard work of the other people. The other thing is that um, a very an entitled person would always expect a sense of privilege, that they belong to the top of the ladder. And the bottom-up approach of you know working hard and moving up the ladder is not something that they are suitable for. Um, Emily also highlights the point that um, in our everyday behavior, it is a choice that we make. We can either always be entitled or feel that we uh, have the entitlement over certain things or the other choice that we have is to be grateful around and about things that are happening around us. Um, it brings me to this quote of Eleanor Roosevelt um, who says, it is not fair to ask others what you are not willing to do yourself. One of the most infamous generations that has been associated with uh, feeling entitled is it's the millennials. Um, millennials have been described as the most uh, lazy, entitled, um, really bad at communications generations of our lifetime. And um, when I was reading about, you know, why is it and, you know, how do millennials perceive themselves? I came across a study by Lauren Stella Rilken who says that um, millennials perceive themselves as not entitled, but uh, they see themselves as hardworking, dedicated and loyal. Now, where does this mismatch come from? Where a lot of us feel that millennials are entitled, millennials think they are hardworking. Um, so I, I just thought about, you know, just looking at different generations and how do they compare with the millennials? When we look at the boomer generations um, that were born in the year, you know, forties uh, and fifties, um, what you see is that they were the ones who were the spearheads of um, the counterculture that started in the United States. Uh, we're talking about um, growing your hair to an extent where, you know, like never it's been heard of, heard before. Uh, we also have a generation which, um, more or less. Um, 
experimented with living with each other without uh, having a marriage. Um, we're talking about a culture uh, which brought in the fight to the government about uh, their own rights, privileges, and uh, you know the kind of freedom that uh, they should have. So we're talking about that generation. Then we talk about um, the other generation that is a Gen X um, that was born right before the millennial generation started. And um, if you look at the United States uh, statistics for Labor Bureau, um, they talk about that it was a Gen X which uh, basically had um, at least a dozen jobs between they were 18 to 48 years old. So if we look at it, um, when we generalize entitlement to a particular generation, we kind of ignore the fallacies of the previous generations or the generations that are going to come in as well. We're talking about the Gen X, we're talking about the Gen Z, uh, we're talking about the Gen Ys, we have multiple generations that are going to come in next as well. So entitlement as a whole is not a generation's problem, it's just the way we perceive each other and the way we ask for our rights, our privileges and the freedom that we all crave for. Um, being a millennial and while studying at the university, um, I found myself part of an entitlement study. And I didn't know it was a, a study on entitled behavior until I actually started researching about this podcast. Um, so we were called in into this lab setting and uh, we were asked to do like multiple tasks, okay? And I thought it was a task on creativity, problem solving, uh, critical thinking because it had tasks of like, you know, tell us the uses of household objects um, beyond what they are generally used for. Um, another task was about, you know, sc uh, unscrambling uh, certain words and, you know, coming up with sentences. Um, and there were uh, drawing tasks and there were tasks about, you know, word search and all of that. So um, the different thing about this entire experiment was that I had this research coordinator sitting next to me in that lab setting. And while I was doing these tasks, um, what she basically did was she was giving me a kind of feedback uh, as much as I was working, she was giving me feedback, uh, trying to make me feel good about, you know, the kind of responses that I'm coming up with. She, she basically said things like, you know, I've never seen anyone, um, you know, respond to this question like this before. This seems very unique. You, you may be thinking very differently from the rest of the people um, that are there. And um, until today, I didn't re really understand why. Uh, the coordinator did that. I completed that task. I came back. And now when I'm doing this podcast, I came across this other study that Emily Zaitag did um, with one of our uh, colleagues, uh, Lyne Vincent from the Vanderbilt University, again in the United States. The findings of this study came out in the year 2015. And um, the basic finding of um, the study was that um, entitlement uh, makes you more creative at any task or any kind of uh, work that you do and um, the thing that mediates between an entitled person being more creative is that that feeling of being unique so um, when you feel special about pitching in an idea and you get a feedback that you know this idea is something that we've never thought of before um, you tend to be more creative and you come up with new ideas and you pitch 
it much more. Uh, similarly, when you're doing public speaking, someone comes back and you and basically tells you that, you know, we've never heard of a speech like this before. Um, you again try to be more creative in your further future speeches that you tend to do. All this brought me to a therapist to talk about uh, entitlement um, in a psychologist's life and the kind of interactions that they have. Um, some of the psychologists um, came back to me and said that uh, nowadays the youngsters that come to you and you know sit on that couch uh, and talk about their lives, they aren't talking about dysfunctional families, they aren't talking about um, really bad relationships, they are not talking about feeling lonely um, because they don't have any friends. Uh, the conversation nowadays revolves around that I'm just not happy. I'm not happy about my life. I don't know why I'm not happy. These conversations um, bring me back to, you know, some of the other psychologists um, who say that, you know, it's become uh, so difficult that uh, nowadays it's not enough just to be happy if you can be happier. We have all set happiness as a goal uh, which in itself is a recipe for disaster. This brings me to another psychologist who says that, you know, um, the better predictor of life fulfillment and success is that if we keep persevering, having some form of resilience and keep a check on our reality. Life comes to us to a point only in those moments when we actually self-dissolve ourselves into some task, into some kind of purpose, some kind of calling for ourselves. When we have that calling, we basically define our identity, we define ourselves, define our goals for life, which could be uh, something that makes us happy. It could just make us feel driven, if not only happy. So I think we all have come to a point where it's not about the rewards, it's not about... Um, feeling confident it is about we need to start thinking about the tasks that uh, make us feel driven in our lives this brings me to the last point of how do we ensure that we overcome this sense of entitlement that we might find ourselves having sometime in our everyday life first thing first let's stop comparing ourselves to others second do something because it's the right thing to do rather than something that makes us feel happy or it makes gives us pleasure or it just makes it comfortable third thing let's not live in our past and the things that we did in our past but live in the present and for the things that we do in the present fourth let's practice treating others with respect compassion and gratitude they all have their own lives and they have their own reasons to feel um, that they need some rewards as well. Fifth, let's celebrate the success of others even when we might feel like a failure. This also brings me to uh, one of the comic strips that I used to read as a child um, of Calvin and Hobbes where the father keeps asking Calvin to build his character. And maybe that's where we all need to you know, reach is to build our own characters in life and move beyond this entitlement trap. In the end, uh, before you all tune off, I would like to wish everyone a very happy 4th of July for all the listeners from the United States. Um, keep listening, guys. Uh, tune in next week when the next episode airs. 
Um, until then, I would like to remind you all to be part of the Ask Twice initiative. It's an initiative where I'm requesting each one of y'all to reach out to your relative, friends, um, colleagues, and just asking them how they are doing and asking this question twice because the first time they might think that it is um, just a courtesy ask, but at the second time they might genuinely feel that uh, you want to listen to them and um, just open up a space where y'all can discuss about any issues that they might be going through. So ask twice guys. Um, until next week, uh, take care. Bye.